Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Six Degrees of Leadership. I am your host, Brian Hendricks. And this week, I am joined uh, by Christina Morgan. Christina, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I I appreciate you taking the time. You know, beforehand, we're talking about how busy life can be for people running their business (laughs) and being a parent. So anytime you have free, trust me, myself and our listeners, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I, I squeeze this in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like it's how we all do meetings now. It's just when can I fit it mm-hmm. in? When can I squeeze it in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Good. All right. So let's jump right into it, Christina. Um, I start every interview the same way. It's my favorite question I ask people because I think it's great to learn where people have come from to show how they've gotten here. And we all have different paths to that. So I, I call it the origin story question because I'm a Marvel geek. And I love the MCU. I love everything Marvel. I love the origin story. So, Christina, what is your origin story? How is it you got to be where you are today? Yeah, so I um, had a pretty rough childhood, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. starting off hot. And I lived in an abusive household. Uh, One parent was not good, and the other one was doing the best they could to try to just get us through and get us out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I ended up being... uh, essentially homeless for a little bit in high school because I made the choice to get out because the other parent wasn't taking the initiative. So I kind of couch surfed, went Mm -hmm. to school Mm -hmm. and went to dance and worked and kind of just got through. And then finally I was free and we were able to move on me and my dad. Um, and I went into workforce life straight into it. Didn't go to college or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked several, corporate jobs that, um, to say the least, did not appreciate the work ethic I had, uh, which probably stemmed from Mm. all the stuff I'd gone through um, and how hard I worked. And I hit a point when I was at the end of 2020, which is like the year of all revelations (laughs) for people. Absolutely. um, I came home one day and I cried to my husband and I said, I cannot work for people anymore that don't appreciate me. And I've been to job, to job, to job. And I don't think that I'm ever going to find that. So I want to work for myself. Um, My kind of, my thought process for a long time was I did not survive life or death situations to sit at a desk and work for someone else and to make that person millions while I barely paid my bills. Um, mm. I do heavily support a nine to five job though. I do not want to like, right. I don't, I do not poo poo on nine to five jobs whatsoever. I think that they are perfect for people. I think stability is great for people. I just specifically have a crazy amount of like, no, I had such a poor first half that I mm-hmm. want an exceptional second half. And so that was my motivation to get out of working for other people and working for myself. Um, I randomly signed up for a VA masterclass that I saw on TikTok. And that Monday before the class, um, Sam, who actually like connected us, reached Mm -hmm. out to me and was like, hey, I've been looking for someone to help me like run my business. And I had been working with her on a fitness level before. And okay. I was like, that's so weird. I'm taking a VA masterclass this Saturday. 
Um, and I actually was quitting my job to go do event planning, which never ended up happening, which is hilarious. Wow. I got so into the, the VA space and I started working with Sam and that was two and a half years ago. And now I have a full blown online business management company. Wow. That <laughs> yeah. is so awesome. How, <laughs> how life works out, right? Well, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, think back to you, you know, couch surfing, like you said in high school, mm. Did, mm -hmm. did that Christina ever envision what would happen, you know, 10 years later? No, I, I was in such survival mode mm -hmm. that there was, I could not see the future. I couldn't <laughs> see what was going to come. I could not imagine myself going to college. Um, I just wanted to be able to sleep through the night. That was right. my goal. Mm -hmm. I was, I had spent maybe, let's see, six years in really heightened stress. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to, I wanted normal so desperately that there was no idea of, I mean, I graduated high school with like a 1.2 GPA. Like my teachers <laughs> were passing me because they felt bad for me or right. we had like a, or we had like a friendship, like a, like camaraderie mm -hmm. basically. Right. Um, yeah. so I barely got up. There was no college was not in the site. There was no money yeah. for college. There was, there was nothing. So I was only looking for normalcy. So no, I did. I mm -hmm. never saw myself here at right. all. Right. Where yeah. you are now running a, a very successful business. Like I just yeah. think that's so cool. How, it, how, how life can do that. And, and I think what, so many people should be listening to and appreciating about you is that you didn't go the quote unquote and putting in quotes, the normal route of right. killing it in high school, getting that high GPA so you can get the scholarship in college, getting an internship while you're in college, then going on and doing all these other things. And I love that because it goes to show you, you can do these things. Like you can be a successful business owner with work ethic, yes. with learning, with, with putting yourself yes. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no degree. I get in all those mm -hmm. co those corporate jobs. I also got with no degree either. Mm -hmm. I I sold myself in the interviews, mm -hmm. and I have figured out everything along the way. I've just figured it out. Yeah, that, and that's and, <laughs> and what you what you can do, what you can do, and that's like something. And I don't want to jump ahead, but like I tell oh, people right. all the time, I'm like these traditions in workspace these standards were all at some point made up by people. They just mm -hmm. made them up. There's, mm -hmm. there's no, like, there's no like law, you know, it's right. not gra It's not gravity. Like mm -hmm. someone just made these things up probably for their own benefit mm -hmm. and a specific people, a specific percentage of people, a specific, you know, all the things. Um, so you can also do the exact same thing. You can make up your own standards. You can make up your own thing. You can figure it out. You don't mm -hmm. have to go hop on the conveyor belt to have success. You can go that way to have mm -hmm. success, but you don't have to go that way. You don't have to have the degree. You don't have to have all right. of those things in order mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why I, I love and appreciate your story so much is because it, it shows that there's multiple ways to get to a similar goal. Sure. So, so wherever you are listening to this, you can do it. You know, Christina just told you she could. Like, I think that I think there's, and because in today's world we're bombarded so much with you have to do it A then B then C then D. Like you just said, yes. And you're living yes. proof that you don't have to follow that exact track record, and you can still end up on the other side. You know, better off for it. Yeah, there's a lot of supposed tos, and you exactly. should, and you have tos, mm -hmm. and yeah.
Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Love it. Definitely. Um, so I want to go back to something you were, you kind of mentioned too, is when you're working that the corporate jobs and, and I agree with you and I, I forgot where I heard this. I think it was on a podcast, but, uh, someone was saying not everybody can be the CEO, not everybody. Yeah. You're, and you know, I'm, I'm a sports fanatic. I used to coach basketball. So it's this idea of, Hey, not everybody can be the star player, right? But the star player cannot be successful unless she or he has teammates around them who fill different roles. The CEO, the owner of a company cannot, and no matter what you say, that person cannot be successful unless he or she has great employees working under them. Yes, correct. And and again, I think that's amazing. But for you and for people out there who maybe are getting frustrated with the nine to five grind, who are, you know, feeling undervalued, I guess, what was it for you that made you realize, hey, I can do this for myself. I can do this as the leader, as the owner, as the CEO versus having to work for somebody else. Um, it's probably the fact that I've survived so much, like, like honestly, life or death situations that mm-hmm. it is something I say to myself a lot of, you know, you survived this, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what made me believe that I could do it because of how much I had already been through that my, the, there's a double-edged sword to this because the, my capacity for what I'm capable of is very far, but my expectation is also very high. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm struggling with very like mundane things, I'm like, girl, you have literally you know, survive very traumatic situations. People mm-hmm. only see in movies. You can right. get through this. Like, get it together. Get it together. Step it up. You know. So the, it's a, mm-hmm. it's definitely a double edged sword. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I would say it's that, and also my husband is a business owner too. He's self employed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a he's a DJ and yep. very talented, very reputable reputation. Mm-hmm. That was redundant. <laughs> um, he has a very good reputation yeah uh very loyal business owners love him he you know he's very well known in charlotte um Mm -hmm. and he had been doing it for maybe maybe six to eight years at that point that Mm -hmm. i wanted to take the leap and him believing in me in the way that like let's say a parent would right i haven't i didn't experience Mm -hmm. um you know, he believed in me and was like, yeah, no, you can do this. Like you can do this. So my own like lived experiences of I've been through worse, I could do anything and having my partner believe in me to take that step. Um, believing in people is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't experienced that until I met my husband. And it was a, it, it is still a massive driving force in everything mm-hmm. uh, that I do. Because you can believe in yourself all day long, but there is, it's, it, there is no lie that outside belief and uh, energy, like you were saying before, when we were catching up, is like some people pouring into you is huge. So mm-hmm. probably a combination of those two things. Yeah, that, that's incredible. And I think, so... Lots to break down there. And just first, I want to touch mm-hmm. on that. It, to me, it's called a growth mindset is how I coach it and how I teach it is the difference is the world isn't happening to me. This isn't, you know, I can't change, which would be a fixed mindset. That growth mindset exactly. You have, oh, I've been through worse than this. I can learn something. I can grow from it. I can get better. So I think that's a huge piece that 
not just leaders, but everybody needs to have, no matter your circumstances, you know, how do you, how do you grow from specific situations? But I love that other piece. And you mentioned it, you know, before we started recording, you and I were talking about, um, you know, when you're in that leadership role and I might, I'm going to kind of break this out for two questions here. So one is when you're in that leadership role, and especially for you, because, you know, you have your own team, but then you're working with leaders on the same, you know, you're working with a lot of different people, whether it's your team, whether it's the leaders that are hiring you, uh, you know, to bring you on. We have to, as leaders, pour into them. Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. us to be that outside, like you can do this. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, what are some of the things that you utilize to pour into other people so that they know and that you can build their confidence? They, you can kind of give them that internal motivation where they figure out, like you did, oh, I can do this with that support. I remind people that they're not alone and that what they're experiencing is not unique. And I don't mean that in an offensive way whatsoever. I just mean that it's it's lonely at the top, whether no matter what top that is, if it's mm-hmm. your little business of a team of four people, if it's you and one other person, if you're the head of household, no matter what the top is, mm-hmm. it's lonely up there. Um, and it can be a little isolating. And when you experience or you, when you're told and get to know about other other experiences people have that are similar to yours, it can be very validating and reassuring. And normally, like I have confidentiality clauses with all my clients, just because it's a very intimate relationship being in their mm-hmm. business operations. Um, so when I share stories with people, I'm very vague, you know, no pronouns mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. I usually, there's been times where like on Mondays, I've had three calls in a row and each business owner has talked about the same thing. And I'm like, (laughs) that's so funny. I was just talking about that with the person I talked to before you. And then like every single one. And I'm like, you are not alone in this. And then I also share my own personal experiences. I, I'm very, um, there is a fine line because I am supposed to be there for them. I'm their support. So I don't like to feel like I'm per se dumping anything on them Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, kind of trying to keep that professional curtain up to an extent um, while also having an intimate relationship. It's a fine line, but basically sharing experiences, other leaders, business owners, et cetera, feel because it is isolating. It feels unique. It feels like you're the only one. It feels like you're the only one also struggling with it when, Mm -hmm. 99% 99% of the time, we're all struggling with the same exact thing. And that can be very reassuring. It can be motivating and also sharing resources from person to person of how specific people got through specific instances um, that helps them get through those moments at the time. Mm-hmm. I love that very last thing you said there, the sharing the specific instance of how people got through it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's this idea of don't reinvent the wheel. Look, whatever your business yeah. is going through, you're not the very first person to ever do it. Other 100%. People so yeah, I wonder if you can talk a little about that because I think that is something, and I know I struggle this, you know, as a, as a business owner, I get a problem. I'm like, okay, I got to find this new way to figure this out where if I would just <laughs> sit down and Google it, you'd have 150 answers of how other people who have been in my situation before got out of this sticky situation or whatever it is. Yeah, completely. There's um in this new age of like entrepreneurs including myself mm-hmm. um of so many entrepreneurs which is a beautiful thing a lot of leaders and business owners are passion turned leaders and business owners mm-hmm. it's not like 
they went and got a degree or certification for whatever they work in, which is fine. Right. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. With that, um, there is a sense of what I'm doing is different. Mm -hmm. um, and when really like at the foundation of owning a business, there's so many similarities. And so I am very honest with the people I work with where I'm like, hey, your problem you're talking about, this is exactly what I have done with this other client. I will apply it to your business. There is systematically things that don't need to be, like you say, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, like when it comes to it, very like small potatoes, like onboarding a client and they're like, I just get these delays and people paying my invoices and then can go call. And I'm like, okay, well, let's automate it. Let's stream on it. Like, mm -hmm. A lot of other people have done. I will put in the exact same process I have for someone else. And we constantly just, it's not a, oh, it's a copy and paste. It's this, the foundations of a business you can't change. You know what I mean? Right. So mm -hmm. that that's kind of, um, I lost my train of thought. That's basically what I'm doing. With yeah. Them. Yeah. Right. Again, I just love it because I love you talked about systems too, because I think, we all need, whether in a leadership role or not, systems to routines in the morning, at night, to how we do things at work. It's it can simplify it. Where I mean, think of how many uh, the idea of decision fatigue within leaders. We have to make yes. so many decisions. If we yes. can automate things, okay, talk to me. I, I, I can see it in your yes. face. Let's go less. Talk to me, Christina. Decision <laughs> fatigue. So my uh, my business coach Erin Mort, who I'm going to give yeah. her information when I get off Love because it. she's fantastic. Okay. Um, she has told me like when I've talked to her and kind of brain dumped about my methodology, ideology behind everything that I do. She's like, you have to lean into this mental load thing that you talk about because essentially what I have started applying to my business over the last like six months to a year is what I experience as a woman and a mom and a wife mm -hmm. is the immense mental load and business owners experience immense mental load. It is exhausting. Mm -hmm. It is overwhelming. And it is the decision fatigue that you just mentioned. Like if there, as a business owner, as a leader, you need to be able to have this, the mental capacity and the free mental load to be able to develop your business, to create new products, to, to be able to have tough conversations, whether that's, you know, they're sad, happy, whatever it is with your clients, to be able to have, to be able to lead your team, to be able to be there for people, you need to have that space. And if that space is taken up by stuff that can be automated, that can be offloaded, that can be set in place, like you should not be manually typing up an email that is a question that is asked 15 <laughs> times a week. That's silly. Let's not do that. If you are having to figure out and, and almost micromanage to delegate tasks to the people that are working for you, that is decision fatigue. And that's something I experienced and I put into place and I've watched my clients experience it as well. And so like, I don't even know what to have them help with. And it's like, okay, let's put something in place. So you are not having to tell them what to do they are able to just do it and take care of it and you don't have to worry about it so the mental load is something that i've really started honing in on things i business with coach pointing it out um because of the personal experience i have as a woman and noticing holy moly this is what happens with business owners all the time mm -hmm. this is the exhaustion that we feel the overwhelmingness and the difficulty in 
reaching out to someone because you're like, I don't even know where to start because there's so much on your brain. You don't even have the space to think about how I need help, how I need this, how, who can I ask? You don't know where to start. You're just, mm-hmm. you know, you're overwhelmed. So getting, it's removing the decision out of your day, releasing that mental load is, is huge into the health of your business, the health of yourself, which mm-hmm. directly correlate and mm-hmm. how your business can, can move forward and how your team can move forward. I, okay. So then, and I, I completely agree. And I feel like there's almost a therapy session for me just hearing you say <laughs> that. I'm like, yep, yep. I can, I, I can empathize big time with that. So I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, yes. <laughs> How do you work with, cause I, you know, and even on your website, you know, you talk about, um, you know, are you sending task emails every single day or are people knowing like, and just how much time people are wasting by having to do these, mm-hmm. I don't want to say menial tasks because they are important things that need to get done. Sure. Um, but how do you implement those systems? What are some of the things that, you know, people who maybe have two or three person teams and, you know, someone like, like me, for example, who like, I want control of everything but I know mm. I just can't, I have to let it go mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, when it comes to what's having, what we're making for dinner, if we didn't pre-make something, I don't care. We'll go to Culver's right. at that point because I cannot right. <laughs> make another decision. Right. A hundred percent. So I, um, for one, I ask people what, like when I start working with someone, what are the top three things that take up most of your time? What are, what is your perfect day look like? And what is the most important aspect of your business? And it's basically like mm-hmm. an exercise to get me the answer that I need on what they want to be doing, what they don't want to be doing, and things mm-hmm. they still need to be doing, and take that information. And then I go, okay, great. You are going to take ABC, and that's going to be your thing. Before mm-hmm. you take A, B, and C, I'm going to make sure it's organized. There is a process in place and that not only you know it, like we need this written down mm-hmm. of how someone else can do can this. Do so if you want to take a vacation, if something happens in your life, like a really unfortunate event occurs and you right. need someone else to take over so your business can run, um, basically, okay, we've made sure you're in place. Now, everything else you don't want to do, either we're going to do it or someone on your team is going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we're also doing the same exact thing organizing that task and putting a process in place and then putting it down somewhere so that it's not just living in our brains. SOPs are huge. That is a thing that I've pulled from the corporate world. Yes. But the thing is, what's really tough is that in order to have SOPs, you have to have standard operating procedures. Right. Like you, you, you have to have them in order to create them and helping them kind of hone in on exactly who you want to be working with, what you want to be offering, what money you want to be making, because not everyone needs to scale to a crazy amount. Like some people just want to, I just want to ride right here in this lane. I want to be right here in the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's whatever makes you happy. It's whatever you want. It's kind of like from the notebooks. Like, What do you want? And she's like, it's not that simple. (laughs) And that's usually what they're saying. It's not that simple. All right, Christina, I want to take this now in kind of a a little bit of a different direction. Um, You are a female, you're a mother, you're a successful entrepreneur. Um, and, and I say that because especially in today's with entrepreneurs uh, tend to be males, it's a male dominated society and there's a lot more females getting into it. And, and that's amazing and wonderful. And for those that are listening, you know, what was it like for you to kind of have to go through everything to get to be as, as successful as you have been so far? Well, 
the first, well, and I guess the main corporate jobs I worked in were both male dominated because it was the construction industry and real estate, but more like lawyer side. So like just a lot of male lawyers, tons of them. Um, So I think in those jobs where I didn't stand up for myself and I was very young and I let people walk all over me, I learned a lot about myself and how to um, spot the red flags of people who are men because not all men are like that but the men who do act that way and also the women who also act that way (laughs) from being in the male-dominated industry Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like the yeah it's kind of like the idea of like when you have like i i think i've talked about like i only have my dad and Mm. because of the things that like happened with my mom, I know what not to do. And so that was kind of what I've taken from the experiences, the learning experiences is like, now I know what not to do. Now I know how not to talk to people and how not to treat people and how to validate people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I think all of the the poor decisions I made and the places that I was in and the toxic environments taught me exactly what not to do, what to stay away from. And the good things that I could pull from them, I took that with me. Well, it wasn't all bad. Um, and most of it is just navigating personalities and understanding for me who I want to work with. And I think that is what it's a part of success is in myself knowing who I want to work with instead of trying to make myself fit with certain people and certain personalities that I might not mesh with. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, what is going to make my business and life most fulfilled and theirs as well. Um, So when I first started doing this, I started with just women. Um, And that wasn't like by choice. Like I didn't like I only want to work with women. It was just like what happened. Uh, And now I work with, have worked with and still currently do several men. Um, And it's, it's just navigating the personality. Sometimes it doesn't always boil down to gender um, there. And that, I think that's because of the red flags that I pay Mm -hmm. attention to. So I don't, the men that I work with or have worked with, like, I'm like, okay, I will work with you because you aren't doing X, Y, and Z. So I know you're a little bit more progressive and you're going to respect mm-hmm. me. Um, and also I, <laughs> I, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a male and he said, you just got to lay it on the table with them. Like you just got to, like, you have to make them know you are in charge in that moment and really standing up for yourself and having the confidence to stand up for yourself and, and not, and knowing and trusting in yourself that you are the expert, you know what you're doing and you know that you can provide the best service to them if they let you. So I feel like that's kind of how I've gotten here. Yeah. Well, and I like that last piece. I mean, I liked everything you said, but that last piece, I think is huge. <laughs> that, that confidence piece. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I don't know if you felt this. I know I've gone through this as an entrepreneur and I, I've talked to so many people that have is there are times where we feel really confident in ourselves and our ability and our ability to sell. Then there's other times where we maybe we're not getting the clients that we got last month and the confidence drops. So mm-hmm. how did you kind of build that confidence in yourself? And do you still go through those cycles and how do you bounce out of those cycles? Oh, well, I'm a new mom. So yeah, for sure. For <laughs> that's sure. a whole nother confidence. Thing. That's, that's brought me to my knees, like nothing in my life. Um, yeah, though 
I do think that like your esteem, like is directly related to like your health and your health is directly related to your business. And so when those things go down, then that happens with the business. Or if the business goes down, then that happens with you because you're just so tied to it. I think that with everything that I've experienced in life and I'm here. And I think that in any stage I've gotten to, I'm like, I've been through all of that, but I've gotten here. I worked that corporate job. I've done that thing. I've made this business. I've made that money. I've done that. Clearly I can, clearly I can get here and I can do it. And so because I have, I grinded and pushed and worked so hard and got into areas, into rooms, into conversations, into connections with people without any of like conventional type things that you need to get there or what they tell you have to have like a degree or nepotism. I mean, like, that's right, extreme, right. like you know what I mean? Right. So because I was able to get in certain rooms and, and gain certain success with that, it was, it's kind of like the doing gave me the confidence because I've never had any kind of external, like, you know, from anyone else. So it's been like, I've done it now. I know I can do it. And I usually just like dive head in and it's, it started as survival instincts when I was younger and now stems from more of like, okay, well, I've done it. I can continue to do it. I can do these things. If I did it back then when I had nothing and no education, anything, I can do it now because look what you've done so far. So, So when I work with my clients all the time, I talk about it. I call it the treasure box. Mm-hmm. Hey, you get a win, put it in your treasure box. Yeah. Um, my email, if you get a positive email from somebody, put it in that treasure box email yeah. folder. So when you are feeling low, mm-hmm. hey, I've done it before. Hey, this person told me I was really great at this. I think that that mental side of it, mm-hmm. like the way you said it was perfect is go back to that treasure box and say, I've been here before. I've done this before. Yeah. That's okay. When I first started working with my business coach on our very first call, she, we're kind of going through stuff and she's kind of probably like your calls, like she's getting the lay of the land of how I feel and what's going on. And my mindset. And she kind of stopped and looked at me and she was like, I need you to name off things that you are proud about yourself that you have accomplished. We're going to go through all of them right now because you do not feel good about what you're doing and you should, because you've done a lot of great things. And we're not like aware of any of that. And to like slightly bring it back to gender, men are so encouraged and built up and all those things. And so I think that they are sometimes able and in the past have been able to like succeed or get one on us because of how much encouragement that they get. Mm -hmm. Whereas women, it feels like we are always like, nothing is enough. You're beat down. You got to do this. You're a mom. Why aren't you working? If you're working, why aren't you a mom? Why aren't you married? Why aren't you Mm -hmm. this? Why aren't you that? Like all those things. And that conversations don't usually happen with men. So I'm like, I think that that kind of um, gives them a little bit of a, of a leg up, which is why we end right. up in these kind of industries that are male dominated. And obviously that stems back a lot further to when women didn't have equal rights and stuff like, but right, right, like in the right. more like in the more like recent history, other than the like head start they already got, I think that's a huge thing because of the confidence aspect is men have confidence because people are constantly telling them like, when they do the bare minimum, like how great right. they are. Right. Like it's like mediocrity is like fantastic. Like if a dad like takes his kid out for lunch, it's like, oh, what a fantastic dad. And it's like, right. no matter what a mom does, like it's still like, oh, well, you could have done this. You know, you yes. could have done that. And that transfers over into like everything else that we do too. Work, personal, all of yeah. our Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great point. And I think that that's, I've seen the conversation shifting a little bit. Now, obviously it still, it still needs to go a long way, but, but Mm -hmm. I've gotten that too, from people 
you know, hey, I, you know, I can't go out. Or, you know, I can't go out tonight. You know, Jack, Jackie, my wife's taking or having a girls' night, so you know, I'm taking the kids and we're hanging out. Oh, you're babysitting? No, I'm not babysitting. They're my right. kids. Like I'm right. at home being a dad. Uh-huh. But it is. It, it's kind of mm-hmm. if we don't talk about that and say no, I, I don't. I'm not babysitting my own kids. Or it's like, oh, that was so sweet. You had a daddy daughter day. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I want to do that. That's my kid. It's not like I'm doing this. Now yeah. to them, it's a great special thing. Mm-hmm. And it is to us too, but it's like, that's part of being a parent. You should be doing those things yeah. as a leader. You should be praising, you know, not the bare minimum. You should be praising when someone does something right, whether it's a male or female, when you have a female who is a mom and at work and pulling it both off, how great would it be if a boss or a leader was just like, Hey, you're doing a lot. I'm really proud of you. This is really cool. Yeah. Something I think that, that you, I think that you should show appreciation for things that are supposed mm-hmm. to be done, but not praise, yes. not, not praise and gratitude and all that. And because of the two heavily, like dominated male dominated industries that I was in and the men that I've worked with, and also from like a young teenage up only having a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I see what's happening here. I see right. what's going on. Yeah. I I'm going to start applying some of that to me. <laughs> Good. Right. And it's that you, you have yeah. those passages, you learn from it. Yeah. And then you're you like, the only reason this is any different is because some man a long time ago decided it like that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. That, that's yeah. totally it. It's also like another confidence thing is the more I got into like entrepreneur space and leadership and stuff is that a lot of people are making things up. We're just, we're just creating stuff from scrap and, and making stuff up. And yep. every single thing you do is made up by someone at some point. And obviously we usually say created and founded and like Correct. prettier words mm-hmm. that's still made up. Someone just created yep. it one day, you yep. know? And so you yep. can do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a, I, I'm a former varsity basketball coach. And I said the same thing. I didn't create anything. I've stolen from people who are smarter and that has proven that it's been working and yep. we're going to steal it and we're going to use it. Yep. And that's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christina, this has been absolutely incredible. I got, I, I've learned a ton from you. Um, thank you so much for, for taking the time for jumping on the podcast. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. yeah. You know, I know there's people hopefully going to want to reach out to you, either work with you or learn from you. What's the best way for our listeners to kind of get in contact with you? Uh, there's two different ways they can go to the website. It's the assistva.com. Um, and they can also go to my Instagram if they'd like to, and it's, it's Christina Morgan. Okay. I follow it. You get nice business and personal. Like you yeah, get to know I do. Christina it's a, a little bit. It's, it's nice. a little bit of a mix. I'm trying to yeah. get better about the, the business, but you know, it's a, it's a mix. It is. And that's not a bad thing. I think in yeah. our world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my last question for you, I, I finish every interview with this. Uh, the show's obviously called the six degrees of leadership based on that famous game, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, where, you know, we all want, I want all of our leaders to be connected. So very selfishly too, is who are two people I should be reaching out to, to get them on the show so that myself and all of our listeners can actually learn from them and get some tips and tricks from them. them Yeah, for sure. There's two people immediately come to my mind. So, um, Erin Mort is, uh, my business coach and she has really paved the way in the online business management service providing space. She is a gem of a human being. She's very smart um, and is really insightful. So I, and I think she's got a cool story too. So she would be someone great to talk to. And then uh, one is a friend of mine, uh, but she's also a real estate agent. Her name's Nicole McAllister. Also very smart, very insightful, great story and has a really successful uh, real estate business. She's, she's pretty, she's pretty dope. Those are, those are my two immediate thoughts. Okay. 
I will be reaching out to both of them um, to get them on. And again, Christina, thank you so much for taking the time for jumping on and, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll check you out later on the six degrees of leadership. Have a great day. Hi again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all picked up a tidbit or two from our episode. Now, please do me a favor and like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. Each of those helps build our community of leaders. I appreciate you all. See you next time on Six Degrees of Leadership.